Well, good afternoon, and welcome to episode 196 of The Other Ground Live. I'm Passive J. Well, you guys know the routine by now. I'm going to go over news articles, and you guys can call in and talk about it. Uh, if you don't want to call in, ch- uh, type it up in the chat box. I'll get to you guys that way instead. Uh, keep in mind, if I'm reading an article, that means I can't see if you're calling or typing to me, so be patient. I'll get to you as soon as I can. Uh, I see the uh, OG army starting to farm up in the chat box. Always glad to have you guys along for the ride. Uh, um, well, let's go ahead and pick up a topic, I suppose, huh? Falcor, Falcor the Luck Dragon is in our chat box. That's should be an interesting call if that happens. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, you got to tap back into our childhood and make everyone cry. I imagine. God, that was such a, a you know a fucked up uh, movie in so many different ways. Uh, this is the, the never-ending story if you guys haven't seen it. Uh, and uh, I liked it back when I was a kid, but it had a lot of traumatic moments in it uh, for what was supposedly a kid's movie. Um, and if you've seen the movie, you can probably know which scenes I was referring to, but it's very stressful. I remember, uh, um, oh, Dragon Off said he loved it as a kid, but it's a fucking snooze fest. Yeah, I think it's one of those movies that probably would not uh, age well. Uh, and so I don't think I'd want to rewatch it now because it probably just killed the memories. Um, hey, Rainer, uh, he's Rainer's popping up in the chat box. Uh, there's lots of movies that are like that, I imagine. Uh, and there's so many of them that I don't really want to go back and watch for that reason. Um, Falcor well, Luck Dragon thinks it's better than Bambi and the Fox and the Hound. Well, yeah, I would assume that uh, you would think so. He said those were cruel. Uh, yes, I, I remember the Fox and the Hound fucking me up pretty bad when I was a kid. Uh, I didn't like that movie at all. Uh, Bambi didn't really bother me that much. It seemed like they got that shit out of the way early. Yeah. <laughs> um, But there's lots of movies that I won't go back and watch again. Like I have a, a sealed uh, DVD of The Last Starfighter um, that I got a while ago and then decided I didn't really want to watch it because I have such fond memories of that movie as a kid. And if I went back and watched it now, it almost can't be as good as I imagine it being. And I, I like that movie quite a bit. Uh, and I've, but I went back and ruined movies that, that exact way. Uh, like I went back and watched the first Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, a live action movie. And it was awesome and all, but uh, now being an adult, I can see like who likes MMA and other combat sports. uh, It's so easy to see like the uh, uh, acting part of it, you know, where like if you, uh, but but I knew that one already. I remember being back in high school when that movie came out, I was taking TV and radio classes. Uh, This, I ended up focusing on radio, but the first year it was TV and radio. Um, So one of the things they had, and they had editing equipment for like in videos. So someone had the Teenage Mutant, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie uh, on VHS. Uh, so he he brought it in and we threw it into the editing machine and like watched like slow mo through parts of a different movie. And holy fuck, they don't even get close to hitting other <laughs> them. It's like blindingly obvious that they're swinging like a foot away when you slow that shit down. Uh, but it still looks pretty cool when you speed it back up again. But uh, that kind of ruined the movie for me even back then. Now that I think about it. Um, oh. Uh, they're talking about flight and a navigator, uh, my science project, uh, short circuit. Yeah. Short circuit was a good one too. Um, flight and navigator. I vaguely remember, uh, I think I went and saw that in the movies with my dad. Uh, but that was quite a while ago. 
Uh, Short Circuit was fucking awesome, though. Uh, even the second one was okay. Not as nearly as good as the first one. Uh, Enemy, oh, fuck. You guys, now we're talking about movies. Enemy Mine was a great movie as well. Uh, was, that, was that Dennis Quaid? I think that was Dennis Quaid, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, all these late 80s and early 90 movies. Uh, like The Crow was another one like that. If you're going from that time period, that was really fucking awesome. Um, and The Crow is actually one I was able to watch uh, fairly recently, and it, it, it held up pretty good. Um, it's looking back on it, it's quite a bit more melodramatic, you know, gothy than uh, I remember it being, but it was still a really good uh, movie. And Lou Gossett was the alien. Hey, Clarence, uh, I see Clarence has showed up, so it's going to be a, a salty show. <laughs> Uh, Colin, buddy, man, I I saw an article that made me think about you since you're one of the people that like about like cars. Um, oh shit, I might have closed it off, but uh, I, I was looking at a thing where they're talking about like rebranded cars, cars that were exactly the same but just rebranded for a different uh, uh, like brand. <laughs> I guess that's what rebranding means. I think I accidentally closed that one out though. Let me look around. Uh, fuck yeah, I missed. I closed that one out. I shouldn't have done. Oh no, there it is. Uh-huh. And uh, half these uh, cars that I'm looking at, uh, I've never heard of, but some of them are pretty good examples of what they're talking about. Um, and some of them actually surprised me. Let's see. Uh, for example, um, in this entire article, it's like 13 different cars that are just rebrands, and some of them I don't care about. But here's an interesting one. Uh, apparently, the Pontiac Vibe GT uh and the article says the Pontiac Vibe GT is by no means an all-time great car, uh, but it, re- it represents how rebadged cars can lead to some serious savings for enthusiasts that know what to look for. Underneath, the Vibe GT is a Toyota Matrix XRS hot hatchback, making 180 horsepower. Uh, but instead of having the resale value of a rare Toyota, it's as cheap as you'd expect a forgotten Pontiac to be. So the, there you go. That's something to keep an eye out for. It's a kind of an ugly-looking car. Um but it's good to know that it's actually a decent car um, under a cheaper name. I'm still bummed out that they uh, have um, discontinued Pontiacs altogether. Here's another good example of that uh, on the same thing. Um, you guys familiar with the uh, Pontiac GTO? Not the 60s, 70s ones. Uh, the ones that came out in the mid-2000s. Uh, they were actually kind of cool cars. Um I didn't like the way they looked as far as the GTO goes, but they, they're pretty good uh, as far as like uh, sports cars go. Uh, and apparently they're just a rebranded uh, Holden Monero. I think I said that right, which is basically in uh, Australia because Australia actually has some their own uh, ideas for cars, like in for the car brands that you don't see over here. And the Holden Monero was one of those. Uh, and apparently all the uh, parts from it are basically a, a Pontiac or from it when you, when you get the Pontiac GTO which I wanted at one point, but it was way outside of my price range. Uh, let's see, a Chrysler Conquest was uh, just a Mitsubishi. I knew that one already. Uh, we all know about the Subaru BRZ, Toyota 86, or it's the same exact car from a different country, a company rather. Uh, Chrysler Crossfire was just a Mercedes-Benz uh, SLK for the most part. Uh, let's see, yeah, there was... What's the other one I saw? Oh, this one I didn't know about, but it was fucking hilarious. Uh, after the front-wheel drive Lois, Lotus Elan ceased production in 1995, Kia purchased the rights to manufacture its own version, which it dubbed the Kia Elan. Very, very creative. 
Uh, virtually zero changes were made in the switch from British to South Korea production, except for some badges. So it's uh, interesting to know you could actually buy uh, a Kia-made uh, Lotus. And I think they had one more that was interesting. Oh, and the, this is also another car that I thought would be kind of cool. Uh, you, you get familiar with the Chevy SS. Uh, it basically looks like a Malibu, uh, but it's got a uh, an L, LS3 V8 uh, with uh, over 400, horse, 400 horsepower um, and shares virtually all of its parts with the latest Holden Commodore. So apparently the Australians have really co cool cars over there that we're not getting for the most part. What, Clarence? <laughs> Is that a little too wordy? Maybe we should move on. <laughs> I try to read the chat. <laughs> but not when I'm reading stuff to you guys. That's the thing. Um, oh, Clarence. I'm sorry, Clarence. You're talking about the topic, actually, too. <laughs> oh, the, G, oh, the, G, uh, the G8 was a Commodore. Okay, that makes sense, really. Uh, they, they're, basically, they used a lot of the same cars back and forth. Oh, let's see. Let's maybe pick a better topic. Here's a better topic. Man pooped in box at Michigan Meyer. Uh, put it back on shelf, please say. <laughs> in Van Buren Township, which is not too terribly, terribly far from me, police are looking for a man that they say pooped in an empty box before sealing it back up and placing it on a shelf uh, at a Michigan Meyer. Uh, according to the Van Buren Township Police Department, uh, the incident occurred around uh, 3.30 or so at a Meyer store located at 9701 Belleville Road. <clears throat> Police posted security footage of the bizarre incident uh, to their Facebook page, but took it down at the request of Meyer officials, who cited their corporate policy as a reason. Uh, the man also stole something before he left the store, police said, before he left the parking lot in a light-colored Ford Escape. Ironically enough, anyone with information is asked to contact the Detective Harrison at 734-699-8937. Uh, I wonder why Meyer wanted that taken off the, uh, probably because it's a bad look to have people shitting on their stores. Um, and I wonder why, why they, they close that he stole something, but they did not neglected to tell you what he stole. I guess it doesn't really matter, but I'd be interested in uh, uh, part two of that crime because. Um, uh, what's an escape? Well, that's what the guy drove around, uh, drove uh, away in a Ford Escape. So, so, so he made his escape in an, an escape. The producer wanted to know what. Excuse me, Clarence wanted to know what an escape was. <laughs> Am I saying it wrong? Is that what you guys are trying to say? I'm pretty, pretty sure I got escape down. That's that should be correct. Yeah, escape. That's what I said. <laughs> but what would make him want to poop in a box and leave it in the Myers? Um, I mean, is it a practical joke? Is he getting revenge on an employee there? Is there some really wild, crazy, messed up reason in his head? You know, like the aliens told him he had to poop in boxes and leave it at Myers across uh, Michigan. Like we're going to see a whole bunch more of these. Um, Was he, Rainer's big point, was he returning it? Would, well, I mean, was that like his customer service rating? Some people just put one star, he decides to poop in a box. Um, uh, well, these are answers that we might never have, get, that we might never ever get, because uh, 
I'm sure they're not going to like interview him and then post it. But I'll go to my grave wondering why this man decided he had to poop in a box and leave it at the Myers. I hope, really hope there's a follow up. Uh, let's see what else we got today. <clears throat> Jail employees face charges after using Baby Shark song to punish inmates. <laughs> Three formal jail employees in Oklahoma are facing criminal charges after they forced inmates to listen repeatedly to Baby Shark, the wildly popular song to who, uh, beloved by children and despised by parents around the globe, according to court records. Christian Myers and Gregory Butler, both 21, and former Oklahoma County Jail detention officers, as well as their former supervisor, Christopher Hendershot, uh, age 50, so he should have known better, uh, were charged on Monday with cruelty to prisoners, corporal punishment to a, an inmate, and conspiracy uh, on at least five occasions in November and December involving five inmates, each separately. Miles and Butler placed the inmate into an empty art, uh, attorney visitation room, according to affidavits. The two then handcuffed the inmate against the wall, forcing him to stand for as long as two hours uh, in an inter, in, internal investigation uh, preceding the charges found. Uh, Baby Shark was played and repeat through a computer, which while the inmate inmate was forced to listen to it, uh, the song was said to be a joke between Miles and Butler. (laughs) David Prater, the Oakland County District Attorney, said the three had acted conjointly, willfully, and wrongfully in cruel or inhumane manner when they subjected inmates to the punishment. Playing the song on repeat put undue emotional stress on the inmates who were most likely already suffering uh, from being handcuffed to the wall, uh, pray to rope. <laughs> uh, uh, and as if all that wasn't bad enough, uh, at least two inmates had their sleep disrupted. According to court records, one of the inmates were pulled for, into the room shortly after 3 a.m., while the other is subjected to the punishment shortly after 2 a.m., um, and then the, then the uh, supervisor is actually getting charged for failing to properly supervise and discipline those two idiots. Um, <laughs> seriously, I mean, oh, we got a caller. Sorry about that. Alrighty. Well, hello there, uh, Ted, uh, Ted uh, Ledesky. How are you doing today, sir? I'm doing good, Pastor Jay. How are you doing, my friend? I am excellent. What can I do for you today? Uh, yeah, I'm actually calling here. My name's Ted Ledesky. I'm the head of the uh, UPS San Laquita branch, and I'm also district manager. And uh, mm. I wanted to, I'm phoning you, actually. I'm having a problem with one of our employees. His name's Enrique Ricardez. Uh, you might oh, no. know him as Home, Homeboy88. Um, can't say I've ever heard of the gentleman. Uh, but what can I do for you, sir? Yeah, well, basically, this guy... I think he's calling your show every day and he's going around neighborhood to neighborhood and he is completely fucking up his route. He's absolutely getting his packages to all the wrong doors. I'm getting complaint after complaint. People are saying he's making funny noises and sound effects and they think he's possessed. What's going on? Does this guy call your show? No, no, I I can't say I've ever heard of him. Are you sure you got the right show? This is the other ground live. Uh, There's a couple other shows with similar names, so that might be what the issue is. Uh, but no, no, I certainly don't have anybody calling like that on my show. Okay. Well, uh, I suppose thanks for your help. If you hear about this guy, tell him to get back to fucking work. I certainly will, sir. That's no problem at all. I, you know, I can I can understand why you'd have a problem with that. That's certainly not the type of employee you want for your organization. So if I happen to hear anything about that, I'll definitely let you know, sir. All right. Take care. All right. Have a great day, Ted.
All right, you too, bye. <laughs> oh, that was close. Oof. Anyways. <laughs> yeah. On a completely unrelated note, did you guys know that uh, snitches get stitches? <laughs> so, um, I've heard that before. Oh, let's see. Japan's feared Yakuza gangsters banned from Halloween festivities. <laughs> One of the most fearsome Yakuza underworld groups in Japan has been told it cannot hand out sweets to trick-or-treating children at Halloween. Uh, how does that work, I wonder? Uh, the local government, uh, Hyogo, uh, in central Japan, on Monday unanimously approved a new provision to existing anti-gang uh, gangster legislation that makes it illegal for members of the Yakajuchi uh, Gumi to hand out treats at its headquarters in the city of Kobe on Halloween. Um, the local authority was acting on a proposal from the police, which has been waging a war of attrition on the largest Yakuza group in Japan. The gang operates across Japan, earning earning millions of yen every year from extortion, underground gambling, the sex industry, weapon trafficking, drug sales, and kickbacks in the property and construction sectors. Um, despite their reputation as violent criminals, members of the gang have been enthusiastic participants in Kobe's Halloween festivities, festivities for many years, with gangsters in costumes hanging, handing out sweets outside their offices. Um, and this new ordinance is making it illegal, uh, with children also banned from entering the gang's offices. Uh, okay, there's a couple things with this... Uh, article i want to unpack how do you the yakuza have a headquarters that the police are aware of they're like oh yep yep they can't go uh trick-or-treating in there and then the kids aren't allowed in their offices and shit uh it's an illegal operation clearly illegal operation how are they sitting around in offices with time to give out candy how how come how could they have an, uh, a public office that the cops aren't busting them for they know that they're um they know that they're um, criminals. I mean, I, that just blows my mind. And and the fact that they're going to put out a, a, a local ordinance saying that they're not allowed to give out candy. Uh, they're criminals, motherfucker. You really think they care about your ordinance? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, maybe crime just works differently in Japan. Uh, but that'd be, that'd be like, can you imagine like the same thing happening in, in like here in America? Some you know police organization de de declares a local ordinance saying that the Crips can't give out candy on Halloween, uh, and see how well that works out. Uh, I'm gonna imagine probably works out about the same in Japan, but as I said, they are a crazy country, so <laughs> maybe the, the uh, Yakuza are gonna be like, "Oh damn, we can't give out candy now because it's against the law." All right, back to murdering people. <laughs> I don't know. That's just me though. Uh, feel free to call in about any of these topics if you guys get bored with just listening to me talk and mumble. Um, or, you know, if you want, you can type it on the chat box and I'll ignore it for the most part because <laughs> I get that my rants. Uh, Rainer wants to know who the fat white rapper with the face tattoos uh, who are in jail that snitched on someone called himself a real-ass uh, brother. Uh, I don't know who that is. The only uh, famous snitcher I know about is that Takashi 69 guy. Uh, we talked about him the other day and Overdean on caffeine pills and diet pills. <laughs> That's gangster shit, man. Don't worry. You know, we're not talking about heroin or cocaine or crack or anything like that. 
That homeboy's on the diet pills. He's serious shit, man. <laughs> um, for, and from my understanding, yeah, Takashi uh, lived. He he. They checked him into the hospital for a while. I'm sure he's already out about it. Um, homeboy's so soft. He probably did like four of them. He's, he's like, oh, I'm lightheaded. And off he went to the hospital. Uh, I don't. Oh, we got a caller. Hold on a second. <laughs> what up, Sly? How you doing, boss? How's it going, brother? Hey, it's going okay. How you doing today? All right, got something for you. you All know, right. Uh, remember, you know, I, I on at least two to three episodes in the past, you know, since we live in the same big city, or I'm, you know, there right now. You talked about pizza here. Yeah. Detroit doesn't get the, they don't have the rep for the pizza, but their pizza is solid. Okay. And, uh, Dalton, you know, used to blaze you every time and say, you know, there's no way Detroit can have the proper pizza. I live, you know, in bumfuck Egypt and our pizza is the best or whatever. He <laughs> yeah. He okay? did that quite a bit. Yeah. Now there, there's, there's roughly five things I'm good at in this world. You know, I play video games. Although retired, I fight, I fuck, I work hard, and I fucking eat. You guys have seen me. You've seen all of my food. I've yeah, yeah. a lot of it. So I'm just saying my opinion, even though I'm nowhere near as fat as he is, should account <laughs> for a lot. Right, right. Well, yeah, you, you're I, right. Detroit pizza has its uh, not just there. When we, when we speak of Detroit pizza, we're talking about two different things. There's Detroit style pizza, which I'm sure you're aware of. Yeah, well, I didn't. Uh, I didn't get out and try any of these until you talked about it on the show. Right. Uh, one place that I thought was really solid was Pizza Papa's. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not. You can't go wrong with that. That's a pretty good one. No, and. It takes me a long time to try these because I can only do it on cheat days, which are like once a month. So right, right. I'm trying to make my rounds, Jay, but uh, I wanted to say, you know, good eats. You were, you were, you were right. Yeah. Now did my stuff. Now did you get a Detroit style pizza? Now Detroit style pizza basically, uh, um, were the inventors of pan pizza, so to speak, because they uh, they were actually making uh, pizzas out of like uh, automotive trays. So that's why you got the thicker crust and, and why it's square. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> Another thing that uh, Detroit pizza does a lot is to have the sauce on top of the cheese. Um, that style pizza, eh, to me, it's uh, people you know people make a big deal about it, but to me, it's almost the same as the uh, regular pizza. You know, it's uh, either way; it doesn't really matter what side the uh, sauce is on. Uh, have you ever tried the that style of Detroit pizza? I, that one, no, I have not. I never heard of that. But I'll, yeah, yeah, I'll look um, for it now. Yeah, yeah. If you if you look up Detroit style pizza, uh, there's several different versions of it. But one version of it puts some of the pizza sauce on top of the uh, cheese as well. So when you see pictures of it, you know, it'll be like a mix of red and cheese. Uh, it's pretty good too. Um, but the and then the other hallmark of it is like the chewy crust because uh, it gets cooked differently in those pans than it does on like a flat uh, pizza tray. Um, but yeah, Detroit's uh, Detroit's a pizza place. Um, uh, I'm sure there's other ones that are better, but Detroit's probably top five, I would figure. Oh come on, man! I've I've traveled a fair amount. I, I would put it up there with anything else I've had anywhere. And I've been all I've been all over California, Chicago, the South. Uh, every place in between, uh, it, it's it, it's good eats. 
Did you uh, have you ever had any of uh, Detroit's or Michigan's other big uh, food of that nature, Coney dogs? I'm sure you have. I like them, but yeah, uh, I, I like the more northern ones. Yeah, the the dry chili. I think you and I oh. have a debate about this one. Yeah, 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 yeah. I like them both. Uh, I, I, I've to tell people I've never had a bad chili dog, just different ones, um, or Coney dog, or however you want to call it. Um, and I, and I prefer the, you know, the wetter chili as well, but there's nothing wrong with the ground with like the ground beef type chili that you're talking about. I drove an hour to try them at some place that had them like some original recipe Mm. and they they were really good, but I I think they were like a dollar 50 each. Yeah. That's what I like about Coney's. They're normally not too bad, uh, not too expensive. Uh, You can get a lot, two for $3 in a lot of places. Uh, now, a place that I haven't tried, which I'm really embarrassed about because I live pretty close to it, uh, is a Coney Island called La Puma's. Uh, it's over in Rochester. Um, oh, shit. And... The car in front of me has a license plate that says Sly Girl. <laughs> <laughs> now you got to pull over and accost her. Uh, but La Puma's, apparently, it's uh, it's cash only. Um, it's in downtown Rochester, which is an affluent neighborhood. And I'm always surprised when you have good food like this in an affluent neighborhood because it doesn't seem to, to fit the bill. Uh but all they sell, sell is Coney dogs, and they got like I think twenty different varieties of of well, just hot dogs in general. None of them are Coney dogs. There's like Chicago Chicago dogs and uh, Russian dogs, and there's about like I say, probably at least twelve to fifteen different uh, varieties of hot dogs you can have there. So next time you're in the Rochester area and you want some uh, uh, junk food, I highly recommend stopping by. The name of it again? La Pumas. Okay. Yeah, yeah it's, uh, it'll be I'm, gonna, I'm gonna be there Saturday. Yeah, yeah, a- I figured. <laughs> yeah, give them a shot. I mean, I don't like. I said I couldn't tell you which one is good because, despite the fact that I've had a bazillion people to tell me it's awesome, I haven't actually made it out there yet. Uh, but I hear nothing but good things about it. Uh, Rainer, I'm not on the West Coast right now. You know, I'm staying with family, so uh, you're allowed to talk on your phones here and drive. <laughs> you, bro, you've been on the West Coast too long, you know. Here, here, you can live your fucking life. Yeah, I'm not sure if that's technically true, but but yeah, you're you're probably very unlikely to get pulled over for it around here. The cops not only have bigger things to worry about. Shit, there's. I swear, I mean, I've t- we've talked about it before. I, I could make if I could make a nickel every time I saw someone, uh, you know, per, perform a mile, minor traffic violation, I'd be making a lot of fucking money. Um. Rainer asked me, why do I not get a disability pension for my eye? Because I'm not disabled. Um, I can I can get by just fine. I don't think it's, it's considered a... Uh, disability is for people that aren't able to work, and I don't think they would consider it a uh, um, problem that would, would cease me from being able to work. Now, if the other one went, well, then yeah, I might have to get on disability. But I just it's just nothing I ever thought about. I, I assume I wouldn't qualify for anything like that. Um, while being blind when I suck, it's not really a disability, so to speak. Just a pain in the ass. <laughs> um, if anything, I'd see a doctor about the uh, issue with my uh, pe- missing pec uh, and shoulder issues, which, as it turns out, having a missing muscle in your chest does bad things that entire side. Because uh, I, I found out when I about six months ago, I went, went to get some physical therapy on a shoulder that was bothering me. And he said that basically my shoulder was fucking set up wrong. <laughs> um, that I was having pain because basically it was popping out a joint going forward. Like my, my shoulder will pop 
other joint basically like in the forward motion because uh, the muscles hadn't developed properly because of that one being missing. So that was a lot of fun to find out. <laughs> so uh, uh, every day I find out more shit that's fucking wrong with me, apparently. <laughs> uh, it's okay, though. Everyone has their problems. Uh, I'm sure, Sly, you've got all kinds of uh, health issues from your uh, athletic uh, adventuresome past, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I got aches and pains. You know, definitely. Yeah, and everybody does. Um, I'm luckier than most because I didn't. I had a pretty sedate uh, uh, life as far as physical activity. Um, I never really got into anything sporting like or like heavy workouts or anything like that earlier. So I don't have anything wrong with me uh, as far as like existing injury. All of my problems are like you know um, previous conditions or things like that, so to speak. Uh, I don't, I've never hurt myself badly, like, uh, in a skiing accident or riding dirt bikes or, you know, fucking surfing or all the other many, many ways that alpha males hurt themselves that I had nothing to do with. <laughs> nothing, um, nothing has taken me down like freaking women and deadlifting. Those are oh, the yeah. two things that are, un- that are forces that will fuck you up over time. Women and deadlifting. <laughs> yeah, I, I want uh, tomorrow's a deadlift day, and I, I was really wanted to try to figure out what my uh, um, max is because, like we were talking about last week, uh, but I've been sick all week, and like I haven't, I didn't work out yesterday or today, uh, which is unusual. It's the first time I've missed two days in a row, and since I've started uh, six months ago, but I'm just waking up feeling like trash in the morning, and and you know I, I have no desire to even try to work out. I'm hoping I feel better tomorrow, so because tomorrow's deadlift day. Um, <clears throat> Which means I've already skipped, and I only get one deadlift day a week. So if I skip it, it means I've missed an entire week. Uh, Tuesday and Wednesday were legs and chest. Uh, so I'll be redoing those on Saturday and Sunday. So it's not the end of the world that I missed one. But I can't miss a deadlift day because that fucks up the whole schedule then. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Clarence is like COVID-J. You know what? They still haven't got back to me with my fucking report on that. I'm sure it's not COVID, but I want... And now I can't go to work tomorrow because they didn't get back to me today like they're supposed to. Whenever I check the app, it says still processing. So I'm losing another fucking day's work or worth of work uh, just for this silly bullshit. Um, yeah, I know it, it says, it, says t- it takes three to four days, but it told me most of it is one to two. So I really hope I get it tomorrow so I can go back to work again. I, I can't afford to lose the money. Plus, I'm sure it'd be reassuring to actually know that I don't have the COVID. Uh, it's pretty obvious I don't from the way I'm talking to you guys. I just got like a regular cold. I'm sure you guys can hear how, how stuffed up I am and such, but uh, you know, it could be a lot worse. All right, man. Well, I'm going to drop now because I I'm, I just arrived at this gym now that they're open here. So. Oh, there you go. All right. So, well, have a good one. Right. I appreciate you calling. All right. Cool. Thanks for the pizza tip again. See ya. No, no problem. Later, boss. Yeah, Clarence, I went to the CVS one. Uh, it was the closest one, and you know, and they said that it said one to two days, I think, or you know. Uh, but when I got there, they were said they were real busy. Uh, my appointment was at like um, twelve thirty, and, and they didn't even test me until like one forty-five. I sat in a uh, line in the uh, outside in the drive-through for like like an hour and fifteen minutes. And the uh, and Clarence wanted to know if they have you swab yourself, and yes, they do, which is not fun. <laughs> oh, I don't talk about who I'm going to vote for. That's uh, that's not my thing. I'll, I'll talk about pol- politics with you guys a little bit, and I'll talk about individual issues, but I, I don't really want to go into like who I'm voting for and all that bullshit. Um, I'm going to vote for Mike Rowe because I think he, he's the man for the job. 
It's a dirty job, but he can do it. <laughs> All right, well, look at that. We already got half the show out of the way, and I haven't talked about fucking nothing. Uh, we haven't had any. We haven't had a K Barb sighting today, which is kind of a bummer. Always have always fun when he calls in. Here we go. Cocaine-laden plane crashes in Mexico after airborne pursuit. Oh, that sounds interesting. A light aircraft carrying almost a half a ton of cocaine, so a thousand pounds, crashed in central Mexico after a high-speed airborne chase with authorities. And two people aboard died, uh, the defense minister said on Wednesday. Mexican military helicopters intercepted the plane in Mexican airspace and pursued it for hundreds of miles until it ran out of fuel and crashed in Bojita Quinera on Monday, uh, the ministry said in a statement. The plane was loaded with about 400 kilograms, so 880 pounds of cocaine, uh, the ministry said. Uh, in recent months, a number of business jets have crashed or been abandoned in the Central America and Southern Mexico, an apparent uptick, uptick in aerial smuggling. Um, Monday's crash came less than two weeks after a business jet reported stolen in Mexico crashed in a Guatemalan jungle near a hidden airstrip, uh, leaving two men dead uh, near an onboard stash of drugs and weapons. Uh, it had made a mysterious trip to Venezuela. Um, that's interesting. I believe, oh, look, we got a caller. Hold on a second. Well, hello there, oh, Fox Decipher. What can I do for you today? Go ahead, sir. Because I'm going to keep you real. I don't fuck with you because you disrespecting me. You disrespect my hood. By telling me, take off my flag, asking how gangster I was, nigga. You lucky on that day I was acting cool, cuz. I told you I ain't got time for that, but nigga, today I got time, cuz. <laughs> Uh-oh. I'm sorry, did I did I offend you? Uh, you know, I didn't mean to, didn't mean it. Uh, especially considering you seem to have time today. <laughs> how you doing, Fox? It don't matter, Pistol Gang, bitch. Right. Um, you got your turn right there? But nigga, you hmm? came up on me on some fun shit, nigga. I don't make peace with niggas that come up on me on some disrespectful shit when I didn't even know you, nigga. What's you up, walked Chris? up on me and sat down your beer like, nigga, what? what's up? How gangster are you, cuz? Huh? How gangster are you, nigga? I'll show you how gangster I am, nigga. You can drop off your kid and run uh, my face. Oh my. That sounds pretty serious. Um clearly you can't just let someone step up and disrespect you like that. Uh actions need to be taken. Right? It's all about respect in the hood. I believe that's what you mean, right? We're talking about respect. That's the subject, right? <laughs> All right. Thanks for calling Fox Decipher. I don't know what they had to do with anything, but it was an interesting call. Oh, let's see. Oh, but we were talking about cocaine. Um, damn, man, did you imagine? That must be a weird, weird feeling to um, be c conducting an illegal activity. Uh, look out the rearview mirror. Oh, I don't know. I actually, I don't know if... Uh, Airplanes have rearview mirrors. Um, there's a the thing. There's a the question. Um, they said they pursued him for hundreds of miles until he ran out of gas. How did he know he was being pursued? They, you know, uh, they don't have rearview mirrors. I mean, how did he notice that there was someone uh, chasing after him? Or does it? Do uh, little airplanes have rearview mirrors? Uh, that seems like such an unnecessary thing. They don't back up, so it doesn't really matter what's behind you. Uh, Oh, probably Raider. Um, we got the Complex. Who? Hello, I'm. Um, I think you're new. If so, if so, hello, Complex. Uh, good to meet you. If you're somebody changed their name again, well, hello again. Uh, he said probably Radar. I don't know. Um, I don't know enough about those things to know if uh, those small airplanes have radar. I mean, after a certain point, uh, 
uh, after a certain size, I assume they have radar, but I'm not sure if um, uh, something that small would. See, now I'm curious about like planes and radar. Obviously, things like um, air traffic controllers have radar, but does do individual planes have radar? I, I guess it would. This is something I've never really thought about. Uh, like you see radar like on ships and when you're like, like watching war movies. I guess I'll have to find out. Yes, but while GPS global positioning system is a staple of modern life, the world's air traffic control network is still almost entirely radar based. Um, huh? Maybe not. You know, I get. You know what? I don't think planes have radar. Now, now that I've looked it up, because I'm seeing stuff uh, questions like, why do uh, commercial aircraft not have radar? So yeah, it's it's probably like just GPS for them. They don't they don't need radar for like that. So which once again uh, brings up the question: uh, How did they know that they were being chased? <laughs> but regardless, that must be a scary thing. You know, you're doing some illegal thing, and you know it's a really really illegal thing when you've got 800 pounds of uh, cocaine. Uh, that's not like you know misdemeanor misdemeanor illegal. That's really fucking illegal. Um, so you're flying in the airplane. You know, you're taking a big risk for big money. And all of a sudden, you look behind you, and there's the Mexican police and helicopters chasing you down. And they chased him for hours. Uh, so that's hours of the guy flying around trying to figure out some way to get out of this. Um, and the situation was bad enough for him that they would rather crash and die than be captured by by the police at that point. Because which is what they did. They they flew around until they ran out of gas, crashed, and died. They had to, they knew they were running out of gas. Uh, you know, they have gauges for that sort of shit. So they made a conscious, conscious decision to go down with the ship. <clears throat> I don't know. Would you guys do something like that? If you, if you knew for a fact that you were in jail for like the next 30 years, a shitty, like third world country jail, um, would you, and they knew, and you knew uh, that you had no chance of getting away. Would you take your 30 years or would you pull the plug? Um, I'm old enough. Uh, that I would have to seriously consider pulling the plug, I guess. I don't know. Uh, it's easy to say that when it comes right down to it. I'd probably just go to prison because I'm a coward and they don't want to die. Uh, but it, that would be a hard decision to make, knowing how shitty your next 30 years are going to be. But anyways, let's see what else we got to talk about. That's kind of a depressing subject, isn't it? Uh, let's see. Ooh. T-Rex fossil sells for record-breaking $31.8 million. Uh, one of the most complete specimens of a T-Rex fossil in the world was sold for a record $31.8 million Tuesday by Christie's in a New York, uh, by Christie's in New York, rather, nearly quadrupling the previous high price for a dinosaur at auction. <laughs> the, the apex predator made mincemeat of Christie's opening price of between six and $8 million dollars, uh, showing off the lasting power of the T-Rex. <laughs> um, it then shredded the previous record set by a specimen called Sue that was sold for $8.4 million in October of 1997 by Sotheby's uh, to the Field Museum of Natural History in Chicago. Uh, only around 50 Tyrannosaurus fossils have been discovered since the first one was unearthed in 1902. Uh, wow, that's kind of neat. Uh, let's see. The fossil, nicknamed Stan, uh, 
stands 13 feet high and 40 feet long uh, with puncture marks in the skull and neck that experts believe show evidence of a fight with fellow T-Rexes. It would have weighed in at around eight tons when alive uh, some 67 million years ago. Um, neat. The fossil was uh, discovered in South, South Dakota in 1987 and named after the amateur paleontologist who came across the remains, Stan Sackerson. Uh, paleontologists in the Black Hills Institute of Geological Research in South Dakota spent more than 30,000 hours excavating and then assembling the 188 bones of the skeleton. Uh, casts were then taken for dozens of museums around the world that wanted a copy of this exceptional specimen of Tyrannosaur, which experts believe were around 20 years old when it died. Neat. Ironically, the, the terms of the sale prevent the buyer from producing 3D models of the dinosaur. Uh, by, by law, such specimens can only be sold if the fossil was discovered on private land, which in this case it was. <clears throat> so well, that's interesting. Uh, why would they care that if he, if he made 3D models of them? Uh, it's his dinosaur now. And I wonder how binding that kind of contract would be. Why would they, you know, but still, Beck, why would they care? Um, like here, Here's this dinosaur. We're, we're going to sell it to you for $31.8 million, but we don't want you making any copies of it. Uh, it's not yours anymore, sir. I'll make whatever fucking copy of it I want. That contract I signed is invalid. I don't know. Uh, let's see what else we got here today. Oh, hey there, Caps. I see you there in the uh, chat box. Uh, where that was the T-Rex thing. What else we got? A uh, South Florida rapper accused of buying Ferrari with federal COVID-19 relief money. <laughs> Once again, bookkeeping is a thing. You can't just spend money on shit like that and think you're going to get away with it. Although that is a pretty badass looking Ferrari. <laughs> For his part in one of the country's largest coronavirus relief schemes, a South Florida rapper and reality star Diamond Blue Smith has been charged with fleecing more than $1 million from a federal loan program for struggling businesses and buying a $96,000 Ferrari with the proceeds. And okay, and where's the other $900,000 then? Uh, Smith, 36, a cast member on Hip Hop and Lovin' Hip Hop Miami. Wow, I imagine that's a great show. <laughs> and a member of the group Pretty Ricky uh, was arrested this week uh, along with a Pennsylvania tow truck operator for their roles in a COVID-19 release scheme involving $24 million in fraudulent loan applications. Um, this summer, a Miami moving man was accused of a similar scam of buying a $318,000 Lamborghini with millions and he allegedly built from the same small business administration program. In the latest case, Smith and Tony C. Johnson, uh, faced federal charges of wire fraud, bank fraud, and conspiracy to commit wire and fraud and bank fraud in the Southern District of Florida. Okay. Um, uh, doo -doo -doo. So basically they lied about lied and they lied and got some money for it. And <clears throat> it's like they, it's like no one thought that people were going to check where this money was going. You know, uh, there's been dozens and dozens and dozens of these um different cases that are popping up uh, where people are getting busted for applying for these uh, loans for their businesses and, and spending on just in bullshit. Um, and I don't understand it. It's like, you have to know you're going to get caught for that shit. They, they don't just give the money away and go, okay, have fun with that. They keep track of that shit. Uh, so 
for these people to think that they can just like get literally millions of dollars out of the government and there's going to be no repercussions. Uh, it's fuck. It's just dumb. I'm the only, I am surprised that the repercussions are coming this quickly. Uh, normally the government takes a, like five to 10 years to figure out that you fucked them and get, and then, uh, you know, they go after you, go, go after you after that point. Uh, but these are happening pretty quick, which is good. Um, it's like with all the other issues that we have in this country right now, the last thing we need is people defrauding the government for millions of dollars. Uh, that's supposed to be stuff to help people uh, that have the issues from the coronavirus. Uh, so not only are you greedy, you're hurting other people. <clears throat> Excuse me. Alrighty, what else we got today? Uh, not many callers today. You guys are making me do the show on my own for the most part. Uh, other than Sly and you know a couple of small calls. Uh, it's been just me today, which I don't like. I don't feel well. I don't really want to be speaking. It's, uh, my throat hurts really bad. You guys are assholes. <laughs> Make me work hard. Uh, let's see. Oh, Rainer's calling. Hey, all right. Hey, Rainer, how you doing, boss? Anytime you ask for it, I'm going to have to call in. Mm. Hopefully you can hear me okay. Yeah, I hear you. Sorry, I was getting some water. I'm uh, parched. I feel like I've been eating crackers and sand. Well, thanks for calling in, boss. Uh, how's your day going? It's a very average day. I did take the electric bike out, and then it ran out of batteries uh, right at the bottom of a big hill. Oh, no. Does that make it hard? Oh, excuse me. I'll try not to let like, you a second. Oh, sorry. Um, it's like running out of gas in an automobile. Okay, so yeah, it's so that thing is pretty hard to, to pedal without the electric electrical on, huh? One thing about it, though, it's much easier to push uphill than a car. <laughs> yeah oh i wondered about that i because as you guys know i have my mighty trike and i wouldn't mind having an electric one but those are fucking expensive as fuck as expensive as uh electric bikes are electric trikes are even more expensive uh, i guess because of the extra parts and such um my wife's uh brother has an electric bike that he rides around quite a bit but i never knew what would happen if you ran out of electricity if it's harder to uh you know I would assume it's probably harder just because the extra parts, uh, but it's, you're saying it's pretty hard. Uh, it's not, uh, it doesn't go well at all without the electricity, huh? Well, let me tell you, they fuck you at the drive through. <laughs> well, cause you know, uh, they're saying electric bikes are heavy. Uh, my, my trike is pretty fucking heavy without the electricity in it. Uh, yeah, they are heavy. Yeah. So, well, uh, I guess that answers that. Didn't. So what is your battery going bad? Did you just forget to charge it? Did you go out of your range? How did that shit happen, sir? Well, it's exciting stuff, but I think what I must have done when I charged it yesterday as the uh, little power strip I had it plugged into was in the off position. Oh, yeah. I do that with my phone occasionally. I don't have it plugged all the way quite in. I think I'm about due for another phone anyways. We've had it for a year and a half, almost two years, and I only paid $80 for it, so I think I'm ready for an upgrade. That's not how the money. mine was. Yeah, I yeah. I think... S. Yeah, I've got a, uh, <laughs> I've got a Motorola, uh, set, uh, seven power or some shit like that. It's, it's not a bad phone. And I think it was like $150 and I got it like half off because, uh, I was re-upping, uh, with the Metro PCS. They got a thing where, uh, they'll give you like a, a discount on an upgrade every two years because they know they don't, they don't have phones to keep you in and your contract is month to month. So it's pretty easy to drop them. So, um, every couple of years or every, actually, I think it might even be every six months, they'll offer you like money off of a phone if you buy it through them um, to keep you with them. 
So this phone was, I think, like only $150 to start off with, and I got it for $75. Uh, I can't imagine spending like $1,000 a phone anymore. Uh, the only thing that this thing is really poor at is, it, is the camera's not that great. Everything else is just fine, you know. Uh, I've really got no reason to get rid of it. Does it have a, uh, what do you call that, little port where you put another card in it? Uh, yes, although I haven't put anything in it. <laughs> like a micro SD card. That's such a good thing card. to have, though. Yeah, oh, you yeah, have yeah. all your music, you know? Have all your music yeah. on your phone at all times. Oh, I have all my I have all my music on my phone, but all my music on my phone is like four or five hundred songs, which doesn't take up a ton of room, uh, you know, considering like I think a couple gig. But so maybe, the only thing I I really should put it another uh, chip in it because I do have to clear it off every once in a while. But just every once in a while, I just clear off all my pictures. <laughs> I don't have a lot of ton of apps on there. I don't play games on it or any of that shit. I just OG on it. All this talk about chips is making me hungry. <laughs> I can't even have most chips anymore. I can have plain chips, but those are no fun. Um, I stopped eating most of that stuff a while ago anyway. It's in my quest to uh, eat uh, healthy. So, like, I don't what eat sort Doritos. Of, what sort of stuff well, do you eat as your typical lunch and dinner? Uh, well, I like today I had Huel, uh, and then for lunch I had some Huel, and then for dinner I had some Huel. Because uh, I didn't Huel go Hauser? to work. Huel, Huel, the... Uh, the superfood. Uh, so, and then I also had a, uh, I can't remember the name of it, but it's a plant-based uh, protein bar as a snack as well. I finally found one that's not too bad. They're expensive as fuck. It's like $8 and 50 cents for four, four of their bars. Um, but I can't oh, have regular. Yeah, I know, but I can't have regular protein bars because uh, the uh, uh, way uh, that they use for protein is uh, bad for my stomach. So once again, something else I can't have. This morning I did have a cup of coffee, um, which I haven't had for months, and uh, my stomach was a little unhappy after that. So I have a feeling I probably shouldn't be drinking it on a regular basis. Uh, I did miss it though. Uh, coffee was one of the things that I gave up that I was really—I'm uh, surprised how easy it was considering how much coffee I drank. But I, I'm still not happy about it. <laughs> Quick statistic: I have never yeah. had coffee in my life. Really? Uh, are Isn't you that special? Are you like uh, um, a pop person? Do you drink a lot of soda? Absolutely not. I don't drink that stuff either. But as a kid, I didn't even like coffee ice cream. So I'm like, well, if I don't like the ice cream, why the hell would I like coffee? So I just never had it. <laughs> that's that's a weird way to look at it. But that's a because uh, coffee is kind of an acquired taste for uh, for any of the sweet stuff. Like you like the like you said the coffee flavored uh, ice cream. All right. Well, hello there, uh, crazy asshole. I feel mean just saying that. How are you doing today? Must be barbers. <laughs> Do you have the time to listen to me whine? All aboard! <laughs> what is up, everybody? I hope everyone has a great day today. I've learned today that direction and guidance leads us all individually. When I have a little, uh, when I have just a little bit of direction and guidance in life, I feel like you know I'm making progress towards whatever it is. Without that direction and guidance, I feel like I don't know exactly where to go. But I've also learned that the encouragement and support of each other. Oh. Didn't have my glasses on. Put my scarf on. Talk to you soon. Have a great day. Have a great day. I know. I feel. I feel like he stole my catchphrase. I used to say it all the all the time. And have a great day. No, I can't do it anymore. I can't. I, don't, I haven't thought of anything else to use instead. Um, you ever work uh, as a waiter at your place? No. Uh, place uh, work? No, I you should. Know I, you know, I should have actually at one point. Uh, waiters make good money. Waiters make more than I do. Um, but uh, that's because they, the country club has uh, tips. preset tips. 
Yeah, yeah. The the tips for the waiters are like seventeen percent. It's actually twenty percent. Yeah, and and and, and a seventeen percent tip on on our food ends up adding up fairly quickly. Um, our food's like our food is not super expensive for what it is because we want to give the uh, at least the illusion that the members are getting a good deal, but it's certainly not cheap. <laughs> Excuse me. And since there's a preset gratuity for it, the uh, wait staff can make a pretty good bank. And God, I think they make at least fifty thousand a year, uh, which is pretty good for wait staff. Sounds pretty good to me. Yeah, it's more than I make. Shit. <laughs> but they told me, oh yeah, yeah, Jay, you should just do wait staff. You make more money. And no, nah, I can't do that. Uh, you know, I'm clumsy. I'll drop something. I'll sneeze in their food. It's just, <laughs> I knew that was not the career for me, so I, I stuck with what I was doing. And uh, eventually got enough raises to make myself feel okay about my job. <laughs> I'd like more money, but you know, it is what it is. I'm sure most people would like more money. Why not? Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. All right, we got a couple more minutes for at least one more topic. I feel bad. I know it's been a boring uh, show today. I saw what you said, Grace. You hurt my feelings. <laughs> uh, oh, uh, fuck you! Can't oh, even sure. sing. Now, I want to raise awareness on a couple of things. And anyone who sees us know you got a couple of friends, you and me. So I never want to see you lonely. And right now, I want to raise awareness on HIV. There are people in this world that may feel insecure, but we are all equals. It don't matter the score. So anybody out there that's feeling down, I am here right now to try to turn it around. Because you got a friend in me. I am on your side. And I got the engine on, so I'm ready to ride. It don't matter the time, day or night, and leave a comment below if this you liked. Regardless of this coronavirus that we are all dealing with, we are all still dealing with our personal issues. Not me. This song is dedicated to, but anybody out there that is feeling lonely because they are dealing with something in their life that may make them feel, you know, a certain way. So know you got a friend in me, and there are people out there that that deal with the same things that you that you deal with. So always know you're not lonely. Everyone, yeah. I hope everyone has a great day, great night. No. Talk to you soon. Man, we need to talk to that fellow. So a lot, a lot of his work is copyrighted. Yeah, he can't be going around saying that shit. He better be paying. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know what are you can do. Oh, let's see what else we got today. We got at least one more thing. Um, Give it to me, baby. All right. Oh, in the good luck collecting it department, a U.S. court orders Iran to pay 1.4 billion in damages to missing former FBI agent's uh, family. Uh, a U.S. court has ordered the government of Iran to pay more than 1.4 billion in punitive and compensatory damages to the family of a former FBI agent who disappeared during a visit to the, an Iranian island. Excuse me, an Iranian Iranian island in March 2007. Uh, the decision issued last week. Uh, Oh, excuse me. In a decision issued late last week, U.S. District Judge Timothy Kelly said that he adopted a special expert's recommendation that Robert Levison's family be awarded a hundred million dollars in compensatory damages, and the judge awarded punitive damages of one point three billion. In a statement, you think they even had a lawyer. Sorry, <laughs> Iran. You mean you think they even showed up for it? Exactly. Uh, in a statement, Levison's family welcomed the judge's ruling. Yeah, you would think so. Um. Let's see, there are people that are like saying, until now, Iran had faced no consequences for his actions. Judge Kelly's decision won't bring Bob home, but we hope it will serve as a warning against further hostage taking by Iran. 
Um, I'm trying to see what Iran's response was. Um, they got a good laugh, I'm sure. I imagine. Uh, let's see. Yeah, I don't see anything about Iran's response, which means I believe they uh, didn't even bother to make one. Because good, I mean, how, how, how the fuck does that work? Uh, I mean, I'm sure you can tell Iran that they owe this guy 1.4 billion dollars, but how do you make them pay it? <clears throat> oh, I'm sorry. Uh, Grace says, Jay, you didn't answer my question. I missed your question. Let me roll back up. Um, let's see. Anything for the only female? Yeah, <laughs> there's a couple on there. I'm sorry, Grace. I didn't see your question. If you repeat it, I'll try to answer it. We got a couple more minutes. I'm sure I'll, we can do that before we get out of here. Uh, who are you going to vote? Oh, I, I, I did answer that. I, I, I spoke earlier. I, I don't go into that. Uh, um, who I who I uh, vote for is uh, you know my business. Uh, I don't really do politics like that. I'll do individual topics and stuff. Like if you ask me what I think about this political thing, I, I can give you an answer. But I don't like going into who I'm voting for. Either way, it'll make people unhappy. So you know, uh, I'm voting for Mike Rowe. Uh, he did uh, dirtiest jobs for a while, so I'm pretty sure he could handle being president. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm sorry. I, I know I realize that's kind of cowardly, but basically, I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. And no matter which way I do it, someone's going to be unhappy. So I'm just going to abstain. Look at it that way. It's like you guys vote forever the fuck you want. <laughs> your, uh, I used you to tell what? people that that I was a rational anarchist. Which means, I, which means uh, being an anarchist, I don't really believe in a lot of government. But I'm rational about it, and I know you guys kind of like your government shit. So you guys, go ahead and pick wherever you want. I didn't like the anarchy with them burning all the shit down and stealing and looting. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, it's like that. There you go. There's a specific topic that I'd be more than happy to comment on. Yeah, that's bullshit. Uh, that's not how you uh, get anything done. You don't you know, burn shit down and hurt people and you know, get in the road and fucking inconvenience people. Um you want to protest do it the the correct way you know um you're not helping your cause any when you do stuff like that yeah i think protesting on facebook is about the way uh, the way it should be stay out of the streets right stay out of the street. yeah exactly that's one of my big ones and, and that scares me because uh that's the sort of thing you know uh, i don't travel a lot anymore uh, i basically go from home to work and back but i could see myself going someplace and getting caught up in one of those protest things and that's a scary thing all of a sudden you're you're like driving around and next thing you know you're you know in a crowd of people i'm assuming that's how it works because otherwise how the fuck does it ever happen you know uh i i imagine what i try to do is i saw something like that happen is turn around and go a different way but you see all kinds of videos where uh people are surrounded um I don't know if that happened because they were just sitting there in traffic and the protests surrounded them or if they were trying to be obstinate and push their way through a protest. But uh, it seems like it'd be a really scary situation to be in. And that's the last thing I want. So um, do you that's think one if, you the, a, sorry, <laughs> if you had a BLM bumper sticker or something or if your car said Black Lives Matter really huge, they'd leave you alone? <laughs> no, <laughs> I want agony. <laughs> I, I eight nine talking about this. So yeah, when I said I was a rational anarchist, that's mostly a joke. Obviously, I don't see that shit. That's uh, um, it was a line in a uh, book I read quite a while ago. Homeboy eighty eight, you're calling right now, dude. I got like twenty seconds left in the show, and now you're calling in, man. Where were you earlier? What's going on, homeboy? He's calling to say bye, everybody. Is the show over? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <it is>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good timing, homeboy. How's oh, your day go? Shit. Uh, Great. I had a day off. I did I did my own podcast. But then I was out and about and I got some food and I fucking forgot, man. You know what I'm That's saying? Right. So sorry about That's that. Right. I'll be back tomorrow. Shame on you. It's not, it's not like you missed your opportunity to ever do the show, right? Sure. 
You're yeah, fired. Exactly. Yeah, we do a shit do, every fucking day. I'm supposedly, uh, I'm supposedly not your co-host, but I do it every day. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, uh, eventually, once we can pay you enough to quit the UPS. Oh, by the way, you, you need to be careful. Uh, some guy was sniffing around here earlier looking for you. Uh, I told who apparently works for the UPS. Uh, I told him I've never heard of you, though. Yeah, Ted you, you know what? Oh, yeah, fuck. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Ted <laughs> called. It was a Unabomber. Yeah. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your, your boss, Ted, okay. called. He said he was looking for you. Uh, he said, you know, he had reports of somebody being, uh, one of his employees being All on right. podcasts and, like, you know, doing a horrible job. Uh, I covered for you, dude. I told him I'd never heard of you. I didn't know what he was talking about. And I suspected he had the wrong podcast. Thank you, brother. Oh, you yeah, dude. Fucking, I, I'm not looking to get you Holy in trouble, man. Fuck. <laughs> Holy shit! Okay, man. All right, cool, uh, just, dude. Just a heads uh, up, one. When are you gonna know. put this shit up so I can freak myself out? <laughs> well, we're gonna end the show now, and it should be up in about ten or fifteen minutes. It has to process a little bit. Um, <laughs> oh my god! That, that being said, I want to thank Sly Dog for calling in. I want to thank Rainer for calling in. Uh, I want to thank uh, um, K Barbs for calling in as well. I feel like I, no, I, I missed somebody as well. Um, who did I forget? No, didn't I miss uh, one of our news sources, or was that yesterday? Got it all just blurs together. Anyways, anybody I forget, I'm, uh, I apologize. Uh, I want to thank Homeboy for kind of calling in at the last fucking second. <laughs> uh, we're gonna, well, we'll thank be, God I wasn't on today. Yeah, no kidding. Huh? Uh, shit. All right, Holy we're going to be back tomorrow at 6 o'clock. Uh, we're going to do this all again tomorrow at 6. I hope you guys join us then. Uh, until then, I'm Passive J, and you guys have a great day. Later, guys. Nobody tells me what to do. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Later for you. Hey, you don't say that. Later. Later for you. <laughs>